episode, Shane Prince, not Tom Pyatt, Shane Prince of the Cosper Pointcast. I'm your host, Trevor Shackles. Uh, the podcast is finally back, and I have another great guest with me. It's CHL Prospect Scout for Dauber Hockey and 67's Report, Catherine Jean. Catherine, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. So uh, thanks for coming on today. Um, we won't be talking about normal Senator stuff today. Uh, instead, it'll be a preview for the World Junior Championships. Uh, I know a lot of people are really interested uh, in junior hockey in this time of year. And I'll be honest, I don't know a ton about the prospects for the upcoming draft in 2017. Um, although I do follow the Sens prospects pretty closely, especially the ones that will be in this tournament. Um, and I don't believe there's any eligible prospects that are going to be playing on Team Canada this year anyway. So all the guys yeah. um, on Team Canada have already been drafted. So let's get into it. Um, I want to talk about the tournament as a whole, but I also want to talk specifically about the Sens players that are playing in this. Um, first of all, let's talk about just the sheer volume of Senators prospects that are going to be in this tournament. Um, mm-hmm. By my count, I see five right now uh, with Colin White, Thomas Shabbat, Philip Schlopik, Jonathan Dolan, and Philip all is still, I guess, on the Swedish roster, although yeah. he looks to be on the bubble. Would have been six. Uh, including all it looked like Logan Brown was a lock but uh, literally just an hour ago he him and Alex Dabrinkit got cut from USA and really uh, really surprising move Um, but even even without Brown they still have four or maybe even five players in this tournament so this this is probably one of the better groups uh, of centers prospects that they've sent to this tournament no yeah I definitely say so I mean they all seem to have a pretty strong uh strong roles with their teams going forward, especially with uh, with Shabbat and White and, um, sorry, I can never pronounce his name right, Shaplik? Sh- I, I just say, like, Shlopik? Klopik? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I can, never, I can never spell it and I can never pronounce it, but right. yeah, so they're all, they're all returning for their second year, uh, so they're all definitely going to have enhanced roles. Um, what, was Dolan on the team last year too, or? Uh, no, not Dolan, okay, no. Okay, right, yeah. So Dolan and all would be in their first year, and Brown would have been in his first year too if he had made it. But right. but yeah, no, it's definitely a, a strong group. That uh, uh, I know that uh, Schlappick was uh, kind of on the bubble even with the Senators. So and they just signed him today. So it, it's it just shows that he's really improved. So I think that's something positive to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure they'll be very interested to see how he does uh, during the tournament as well. Yeah, well, I think definitely playing for Czech Republic is is probably a lot different than if he was playing on Canada or, or USA or something. Because I, I don't exactly, know. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know the roster too well for Czech Republic, but I'm assuming he's going to be, you know, first or second line center or something like that. So he's probably exactly, going to be yeah. hev- heavily re- relied upon. Um, yeah, heavily relied upon with a team that's probably not going to make too much damage in the tournament, no. but. Uh, that always shows uh it shows a lot if he does uh, perform well too so yeah exactly and it, it was it's weird looking back actually i didn't realize Ottawa actually had five um prospects last year uh although two mm-hmm. of those guys i mean andres england and christian uh jaros or yaros or whatever were were in that and they essentially or jonathan dolan and well would have been logan brown i guess are swapping out for those two guys. So Anglin and, mm-hmm. and Jaros weren't exactly blue chip prospects. So I'd say it's it's more interesting to to be able to watch Jonathan Dolan and uh, maybe Philip All. Um, it would have been 
man, like a, a lot of my notes here are talking about Logan Brown. So it would have been awesome yes. to see him play. But um, e- even just, just getting to see Jonathan Dolan play, that's a lot better than, you know, England and Jaros, I think. Mm-hmm, for sure. And, um, e- yeah, so even with uh, with four or even five guys, it definitely seemed like above average. I was looking at all the guys – or, oh, sorry, all the teams – um, the numbers that they sent to the World Juniors last year, it looked like most teams have about two or three. Montreal and the, and the Penguins, they didn't even have any guys. And Arizona and Philly had seven guys that they were sending to the tournament. So five, uh, I mean, honestly, it should be six. Five or six uh, that, that they're sending to the tournament is definitely pretty good, I'd say. Yeah, and I think it's definitely like I, I'm always a big proponent of having NHL teams send their their young guys to this tournament because it's just an experience that you can't get anywhere else really and it's just a uh, good for their de- good for their development to play against like top competition but also just good to experience uh, that high level um stuff around them so i mean there's there's a ton of players right now who aren't uh, who are eligible to play for all the countries but are in the nhl so um i mean it could be a completely different tournament if they all uh we're allowed to play in. Right. I, yeah. Right. I mean, we, we saw a perfect example of that with Curtis Lazar a couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. he, he just wasn't ready for the NHL. Um, and he, I think he certainly he, he benefited from playing with Team Canada, being the captain, being being one of their better players on uh, during that season. So For sure, yeah. I don't think – I mean, obviously he hasn't turned into some amazing goal yeah. scorer since then, but I, I, it probably helped him. Yeah, I think he's still been rushed a little bit, uh, but – yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think he's a liability. It's just he hasn't kind of gotten to where people thought he would be, at least. So. Right. And, and and just getting back to the point earlier, I, I wrote an article this morning, or I guess people are listening to this on Friday, so yesterday, um, just talking about how it's going to be pretty interesting for Senators fans to watch this this World Junior Tournament. Even without Brown, you still have Shabbat, Schlopik, Dolan, mm-hmm. and I guess all, and... Yeah, I think it's just I personally love watching the World Juniors, and I think I want to encourage other Senators fans to to watch because pretty much just because even just with having White and Shabbat, I mean they're going to be two leaders on their teams, and they're probably going to be you know headliners in this tournament. Yeah, definitely, and even even if it's not Senators prospects, there's a ton of other really talented right. players that will be in the NHL in the coming years, and it's just it's really cool to see them like develop from uh from their juniors into the nhl and just see like yeah just see how they compete and being able to see players before they even make it to the nhl so yeah i mean there's so many guys uh i don't watch much chl hockey obviously i know you do a lot um (laughs) but even if even if you you do watch chl hockey you don't people aren't really able to watch Europe, European hockey. So, you know, I've only seen highlights of Jonathan Dahl and I haven't been able to see him live or anything. So I'm yeah, looking exactly. forward to stuff like that. For sure. So uh, let's move on. I sort of touched on a second. Um, I was going to mention talking about the big three prospects that the Senators are, are sending uh, in Shabbat, White, and Brown because they, they're, they're sort of like the, the blue chip prospects that, that Senators have. Um, <laughs> with cutting Brown, obviously, I guess – Let's call it the big two with Shabbat and White. Um, how do you think they're going to be used this tournament? Um, they're clearly amongst the best players on their respective teams, but are they? Do you think they're going to be heavily heavily relied upon throughout the tournament? So you cut out earlier before that. Were you talking about uh, like Shabbat and 
um, white. Shabbat and or... Colin. Sorry? Talking Sorry? about uh, Shabbat and Colin White for USA. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely think they're going to be relied upon a lot. Uh, Shabbat's definitely going to be logging a ton of minutes. Uh, uh, again, it's his second year, so he'll be the first or second. Uh, well, sorry, he'll be the first pairing for defense, uh, power play specialist, and he's actually the only returning defenseman uh, coming back to Canada. So I think that's definitely uh, a big, a big thing. And he right. was given the assistant, or sorry, associate captaincy. Yeah, uh, do you get a sense of who he'll be playing with? Because I've seen him with Dante Fabro. Uh, no, Juleson and Philippe Myers. So I'm not really sure. Like, is it going to be Fabro? Sorry, again? Uh, sorry. Um, like, I've seen Shabbat being paired with multiple players. I, my oh, yeah. senses would be Fabro, but I've also seen Juleson and Philippe Myers. Do you have a sense of who he'll be playing with? Or? Uh, yeah, I'm not actually too sure because, like you said, he's been playing with a bunch of different, uh, a bunch of different players. But um, I think it kind of comes down to the rest of the the rest of the games and like practices and stuff. So I don't have a huge sense on who like he would be playing with. So yeah. And it'll probably switch around anyway. Um, now, now talking about, why would be in the same exact same situation other than being forward, obviously, um, he'll be key on the power play. Uh, it's also his second year. He's going to play first line minutes. So, um, and again, he was also given the associate captaincy, so he uh, yep. he will definitely be a leader, look to be a leader. So, yeah, I, I think he should be able to produce a lot of offense. Um, I mean, it looks like they got a lot of talent up front. He... Yeah, and like even even without Brown and uh, DeBrincat, yeah, like they they still have a very solid forward group. But um, you just hoped you would think that. Like, I I thought that uh, definitely Brown would get in there as the second center second line center but uh i don't know maybe it could be injury related maybe he just isn't ready to come back yet so yeah well well touching on brown for a second um or sorry not brown uh touching on white for a second um the lions last night for or sorry on a wednesday night against switzerland they obviously things switch around because i mean they cut two guys who were on their second line but their first line was um, White centering Clayton Keller and Tage Thompson, who are two very like legitimate top prospects, and yeah, I mean a guy like Clayton Keller, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the top scorers in the tournament. So he's probably going to be able to like Colin White's probably going to be able to rack up a lot of a lot of points this tournament if he's on that first line. And I was going to mention that you know if if Logan Brown is if he was on that second line with DeBrinket, who I mean DeBrinket has over two points a game this this year in Erie and I, I just I can't wrap my head around the fact that they cut both these guys but it would have been amazing if they had you know six or seven legitimate top scoring threats in the in the first two or three lines and I mean I'm not really gonna, gonna complain if Canada is gonna win but at the same time I'd rather see see Logan Brown playing and it's just it's just really too bad yeah for sure and I mean he's He's had a couple injuries, so it's it's been tough for right, him and... to play a lot of those key games. But I mean, he's going to have a tremendous opportunity with uh, Windsor hosting the Memorial Cup. Right. Yeah, so... that, that's someone to look forward to. Um, yeah, definitely. Bob McKenzie did tweet out that um, it seems like it was injury related uh, for Brown, the fact that they cut oh, okay. him. But I mean, still, I mean. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, I, I they obviously know more than we do, but at the same time, it seemed like he was healthy. I mean, he, he came back. And then the, the Dabrinkit cutting, though, that just makes yeah, zero that sense. Yeah, that one's really odd. Like, I, I know he didn't play well. Like, he started playing well, and then once he got that suspension, he just – he he really played pretty terrible. But, I mean, is it, I, don't th- I think it's pretty rare that you would see a second-year player get cut. Yeah. Um, it's not – at least it's not very common – and just that he had that experience of uh, of being in the tournament before that, and you think that that would be valuable to them, and just knowing how to play, knowing what to expect. So, and I mean, he's he's off to another great year. He keeps proving people wrong. People keep saying that he's only producing because of Strom, but uh, he was without Strom, and he was still near the top two in the league in scoring. So right, I mean, he he was somebody I really wish the Senators would have drafted. I believe mm-hmm. they. Who did they take? Um, I'm blanking right now, but um, they they had a chance to take him uh, in the draft recently, and they did. Yeah, no, definitely. So I think yeah, I think the the height is something that definitely uh, oh for sure freaks people out. But um, yeah, I mean it's a, yeah, it's an old it's way old old way of thinking. Just the fact that he yeah. he's so short and stuff, but he's produced points yeah. everywhere. And he's it's gone. the same thing with sorry, same same thing with what. Travis Konechny with the so he's now with like Philly and he's I actually was shocked that he he sticked with the Philadelphia because I thought he would be back in the OHL for another year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's just like he's just completely turned or turned things up ever since he was traded away from the 67s, especially. So. Yeah, he he's been really good with Philly. Um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention too, like Team USA is is not afraid to make these really controversial decisions and they've cut some mm-hmm. really good players. I believe they cut Jeremy Bracco last year. Um, yeah, that one, that one was, was questionable weird. too. But, and you know what? You know what? I'm pretty sure he was he, – because he played in uh, in the OHL last year, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, so, yes. I mean, people have sort of brought up – do you think that's like a, um, a thing for USA I, Hockey? They don't want to take these CHL players? I think it has been in the past for sure, and I, I don't think there's any really denying that, but um, I don't know if it's such an issue anymore. You never really know because there's always always politics going on behind closed doors, oh, right? Sure. But um, but in terms of like even like Baracko, like it, it could be – and I've seen uh, Canada do it too. Like they, they won't – like it's a 19-year-old tournament. It's They try not to take as many 18-year-olds. They want more experienced players. And they they kind of say like oh well he has a chance next year, so I think that could be a case for Baracko. But I mean, you, you can't sorry Baracko, you can't um, you can't deny like his talent and so it's just it's it's very puzzling some of the the um the things that they some of the decisions that they have made and it's hard not to think like is there still a bias there? But you'd hope there isn't, but uh, it's possible that is still <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised at all i mean just it, it just doesn't make sense like mm-hmm. i mean they they seem to be a team that doesn't stress um taking the best players like they really want their their role guys and even um even the the team usa for the the world cup of hockey it was like that too they weren't taking the best players they're just taking you know they're taking justin abdul cater and guys like that so it doesn't yeah, really surprise sure. me at all mm-hmm. um okay so let's move away from uh, you know, Team Canada and sends. Well, actually, no, sorry, not away from Team Canada. But let's talk about um, 
who's somebody on Team Canada that you should we should keep an eye on as Sens fans? Uh, well, so unfortunately, Nolan Patrick is injured. Um, right. He's not playing. So he would have been the only uh, draft eligible that would be playing. I think he would have made the team for sure. Um, but I'd say even just the pairing of Strom and Radish. Uh, they play together in Erie, and they're probably the best forward group in the league. They're similar to how uh, like Marner's line was with London last season. So they're very dynamic. And again, the, the other part of that line is to bring it. But uh, right. <laughs> Uh, so it's too bad he's not Canadian, but uh, it's uh, they're definitely very dynamic. And uh, Radish has actually been kind of surprising me, uh, pleasantly su- surprising me, like throughout the last uh, two years and stuff. And uh, I didn't expect him to be actually leading the league in scoring, and he did that without Strom. So um, yeah, I think those two are definitely two to look out for. As well as uh, Sorelli, he I see him as almost being kind of like having the same effect as like Eberle when the tournament was in Ottawa. He just seems to be able to score goals like timely goals, and he's a he's going to be on their I believe third or fourth line, so he'll be one of those grinders. And I think he just he may come through for them uh, at key points. So okay, interesting. I I, I did write down um. Radish as, as somebody to keep an eye on. Um, honestly, I didn't even know who he was until a few weeks ago, and then yeah. I looked up his numbers for Erie, and it's just it's amazing. Um, yeah. He I can't remember. Do you do you remember who he got drafted by? Yeah, he's a Tampa prospect. Yeah, right. Yeah, so of he, course. <laughs> I think he was a bit of a um, a late bloomer too. Like he he kind of came out of nowhere almost. I at yeah. least for for me so. That's the same with Sorelli. Like, he has a, actually a pretty amazing story because he was passed over twice in the OHL draft. Oh, then wow. he ended up winning the Memorial Cup, the, winning the OHL championship, and then winning the Memorial Cup. And his two goals were the only goals, uh, or his two goals were the only two goals by uh, Oshawa. So, I mean, it's yeah, just, I, I... again, with his, his experience of playing a high level, so... Right, I, I didn't um I didn't know too much about him, although I did mm-hmm. remember his name purely from the Memorial Cup. So yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> yeah, nothing else. I didn't know anything else uh, about him besides that. Uh, one guy I sort of wanted to keep an eye on was Tyson Jost, just because um, in the 2016 draft I wanted Ottawa to take him. Uh, yeah. Colorado ended yeah. up snagging him right before, so uh, he's off to a really good start in North Dakota. Um, I'm just really curious mm-hmm. to see you know how he does this tournament um it would have been really cool to see to compare him to how logan brown played but that's that's for sure (laughs) yeah no definitely um i guess yeah so radish uh who are the other guys you said radish i guess strom Uh, strom and sorelli okay i mean there's all the all they're all pretty like talented in general i mean kendo always puts in a good oh exactly even having so many players that they that are in the NHL that could have been eligible, but um, yeah, I mean, even like the you know the fifteenth best forward is probably going to be better than you know Czech Republic's fourth best forward yeah. most of the time. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there, there, there's lots of guys to keep an eye on. Um, so I'm sure you've been watching the the World Juniors for years now. Um, how do you think this Team Canada compares to years past? And is there anything that sticks out to you right now? Well, I actually think that last year's team was better on paper at least. Uh, I thought their last year's team was very strong. Um, and obviously they didn't even medal. So 
<laughs> but that's uh, I think that comes down to too, like the line management, like the fact that you weren't getting your scoring and you still have Travis Konechny on your third line instead of putting him, trying to put him up on the first line. Um, I think just the management of the lines were a bit questionable for for Canada, but right. I think you know, like I said before, like they always have a chance. Uh, they're always going to put forward a, a very good team, um, but uh, but yeah, so they have they do have some like players like Sorelli like in kind of more of like the role positions as well, but he can also play different uh, different scenarios. So I I think they always put together like a similar type of team. But uh, I do think that last year's team was better on paper, but I think I still like their chances, and especially from seeing them in uh, the first couple pre-tournament games. Uh, they are looking looking good, um, especially with their returning players. Although they only do have, I believe, six returning players or five. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, they're always going to have a chance, um, even at the <laughs> – even if they have like their worst team in 15 years or something like that mm-hmm. um and it, it's such a short tournament and like anything yeah. can happen it really things really hinge on you know one maybe two games tops um yeah and i definitely think like uh, emotions and like being being able to control your emotions right. being able to control um just how how you're reacting to things i think that's a big thing especially i mean we have to remember again these guys are all under 20 years old so um things happen and players don't all react the the correct way or and I think that it just kind of comes down to that and especially in the the uh, elimination games like anything can happen in that one game scenario so yeah pretty much I mean there there's definitely years where they deserved gold or not even necessarily deserve gold because of their play just you know mm-hmm. they had the best roster which is pretty much every year um you know ha- having said that though I think to me, uh, this roster doesn't look amazing. I, I I agree with you. I think it's probably a bit worse than last year. Like there aren't yeah. many, you know, superstar players. Like there's no McDavid, like you had in the past. Um, you know, guys like Strom, yes. Barzal, and Dubois. Like they're all gonna be really good, and they're probably gonna put up some points. But it's not. I don't think it's the same as as in years past. Um, one thing though. It looks like they the they should have some really good goaltending, which is was always their Achilles heel. Uh, you know, Carter Hart and Connor Ingram have been amazing in uh, yeah. Everett and Kamloops, respectively. So I think that'll be a big boost for them. Yeah, definitely. And I know that like a couple of years ago, people were really worried about the goaltending in Canada. And, right. Uh, but no, I think they're they're in good hands, especially with um, next year. Uh, I don't know if Niven is a eligible next year but they have uh di pietro which i that's not a good goalie name i know that but um is, it, is that no relation no relation oh, but wow. he's a goalie so it's just uh he's canadian and he's uh so he actually plays with uh logan brown so oh, okay. he'll get a, a lot of experience he he played really well last year and uh no he's definitely someone to look to make the team in the next uh next year or so yeah well so i mean pretty much if if we want to sum sum up Team Canada's chances and how they look, I mean, mm-hmm. really, you can just say it's sort of a crapshoot between like three or four teams, which is like pretty much yeah. every year. But I, I think you sort of agree that it's a it's a bit weaker than than some of the other years, right? No, definitely. And yeah. I think even like across the board with all the teams, I don't think 
the field is as competitive because, I mean, you look at even like Finland, they don't have Patrick Laine. They don't have uh, right. <laughs> or Sebastian Aho. And then like U.S. doesn't have Matthews, Rosinski or Hannafin. And then if you go to Canada, it's McDavid, Marner, Konechny, Chikrin, Kraus. Like those are all guys who would have made the team. And Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are big losses. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, still, <laughs> do you, we don't want to make it sound like it's going to be super boring or anything. It's still, oh, no, it there's be, always no. guys to watch be. and, you know, it, it'll be good. But yeah, people always like just kind of show up and yeah, exactly. Just out of nowhere and yeah. <laughs> yeah. So out of the, let's say, I guess, five sense prospects, let's include all just, just for the sake of this. Um, uh, so that includes Shabbat. White, Schlopik, Dolan, and all. Who do you think is going to have the biggest impact uh, in this tournament? It's a good question because it's, it's, it has to be down to Shabbat and White just because of the amount of uh, time they're playing. But um, yeah, it's hard to say actually. I think both those two will have the biggest impacts out of all the Suns prospects. Um, I guess you could even look at uh, Schlopik because he's. Again, like he's he's also a second-year player. He's probably one of the better players on his team. Right. You'd assume um, he'd be getting like first-line minutes too, and probably exactly. Power play. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if I think I think a lot of times what what it comes down to is like goaltending for a lot of these clubs. So, right. But if they can get goaltending and scoring, like maybe Czech could surprise some people. But I mean. That might not be the case, but I mean, the Czech goaltender played really well last night in Ottawa, so you never know. Like, Swiss always has good goalies, it seems, that always gives Canada yeah. trouble at any at any level. But, um, but yeah, no, I definitely think Shabbat or White will have the biggest impact uh, because, again, they will be playing the most the most minutes. But, um, but I mean, they both play on good teams as well. So yeah, exactly. I th- I think that's. That's probably fair to assume. Um, also, the like, I mean, we just mentioned that Schlopik is probably going to be getting lots of minutes. I I'm not entirely sure about Dolan yet. Um, I, yeah, I don't know same. exactly what the lines will be, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's at least like a solid contributor, maybe maybe on the second mm-hmm. line as well. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, well, Sweden getting uh, Nylander back and Kylington. That's a, yeah, a right. Boost for them. So. He, I don't think the pressure will be on him as much as it is for Shabbat and White, but uh, I definitely think, uh, yeah, no, that like Sweden's, I, I would say Sweden's the favorite, but um, it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> yeah, one one thing also uh, is interesting is that uh, Elias Peterson, Patterson, um, mm-hmm. he's one of the uh, prospects for the for the upcoming draft, and he's. He's played all year with Jonathan Dolan uh, in for Timra IK in Sweden, so yes. it'd be it'd be interesting so to see if they, if they play together because, I mean, they've been a pretty lethal combination. They're one two in scoring on the on their own team, and you know I think they're pretty far ahead of everybody else in scoring on their own team. So, um, yeah, I really hope they get paired together because that would be really nice to see. For sure, yeah. So. <laughs> I know, I know you're you've sort of I don't sorry, I don't know how deeply you've looked into all these teams mm-hmm. besides Team Canada, but do you have, do you have a sense of how good the other teams are heading into Boxing Day? And is there anyone outside of Team Canada that we should maybe keep an eye on? Uh, so again, I think I think Sweden is the 
is the favorite, in my opinion. I I was looking at the odds, and Candace is the favorite, but I think that's also because they're on home ice and all that stuff. So, and it's, it's Candace, so yeah, of course, <laughs> always, uh, in the mix. But uh, so I think I think the group of like Sweden, Canada, U.S., and Russia will be the top four, and and then of course, like I, I don't think Finland's going to do as well because I I know they lost a lot of players, although they're. Uh, U18 team did really well so they always ha- they have a lot of good prospects coming up so but I I think definitely uh, Sweden US and Russia are the other teams to look to as for players like there's a lot of uh, other draft eligibles that are uh, playing so like in with Finland uh, Tol uh, Tolvinen yeah uh, he's a uh, they a lot of people say he has a very similar game to Patrick Laine um, obviously there's he's a very talented player but uh, he has the same kind of uh, same kind of game uh, same kind of scoring threat and a very very good shot so he's one to look forward to for the upcoming draft as well as um, uh, Nico Hish uh, I think it's Hishier Hishier sorry again I can't really pronounce the, it the finished names uh, are hard to pronounce I mean <laughs> yeah yeah and it's just I, I yeah, I never know exactly, but um, yeah. So he plays for uh, Switzerland, and he's actually oh, okay, playing. Uh, yeah, uh, he's playing uh, with the Halifax Mooseheads in the queue. Okay. And uh, so he's he's likely a first rounder as well. Um, um yeah. So uh, and I think I think I wrote down here. Yeah, he has forty eight points in thirty one games, and he's he's definitely good in all areas of the ice, but. Obviously, his scoring is uh, is key as well. Hmm. Is, um, he, is he a ninety nine birth or is he ninety eight? Uh, I believe he's still nine. Um, yeah, I believe he's yeah he's still ninety nine. Okay, wow. And then there's a uh, Martin Nekish Nekas. I can't again. <laughs> I'm butchering <laughs> the names. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he plays for Czech, and uh, they he actually helped his team win gold at the Ivan Holinka. Okay. So and he's he's one that I've noticed that he keeps rising. So I don't know much about him myself. Is he, is he projected first him. rounder? He's kind of like hovering in the first round, first second round. So okay. I, I've seen him uh, kind of rise in in a lot of the draft uh, in a lot of the draft rankings. So he's one that could potentially come out as like a gem in the the tournament so right and that you know if 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 check plays some some good games which is not impossible i mean i think they did they didn't they beat canada a few years ago i know slovakia did um yeah i think they did especially when uh like peter morazic was playing yeah right exactly so (laughs) it's not impossible um and whenever whenever there are games like that there's always you know some hero i just remember marco dono playing in, in the world juniors and mm-hmm. he was one of their best players so um i can't remember which player you said uh from from czech is is interesting to you um but maybe he comes out and is one yes. of their best players or something so it's definitely conceivable um one thing i found interesting is looking at the finish roster there's just so many draft eligible players i think more than half their team is yeah is eligible for the 2017 draft and yeah and i, I think it was similar last year too they had yeah. a really young team and they i mean they were successful so um, yeah, yeah you can you, know, you can't really count them out 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I wrote down there were like three defensemen for yeah projecting the first round, like Veselainen, Valamaki, and uh, mm-hmm. Heiskanen. So, um, yeah. I don't yeah. know too much about them, but uh, you know, keep an eye on them, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. And I was gonna say talk about the U.S. having tons of tons of really good players, and they still do. Um, but man, just cutting like two two players who should be in your top six uh, kind of hurts. But but they're still they'll they're always interesting to watch anyway, um, for sure. especially with White there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, anything to add for for those teams or those players? Uh, nothing specifically, actually. Okay, so lastly here, um, give us your pick for who's going to win it all in 2017. And obviously it doesn't have – it's such a short tourney and anything can happen, but give us your best guess. Uh, I would say – I would think it comes down to Sweden and Canada again. Not again, sorry. It just seems like they always play each other oh, in like, yeah. gold medal <laughs> games. But, uh, but yeah, I think it comes down to Sweden and Canada. Um, I think – Canada just being on home ice is, and I mean, there hasn't been a huge buzz. I feel like there hasn't been as huge of a buzz in either of those cities for the World Juniors, uh, at least this year. But yeah, um, I, I, I still think it's gonna it goes down to like the the medal rounds. It's gonna it should be a full building. So oh yeah, <laughs> it has it some issues. Uh, it has some issues last year in Montreal, but um, but yeah, no, I think definitely just Canada being on home ice just being familiar with uh well just the ice size and everything is uh, a good a good odd for them so yeah i honestly i written down beforehand i was gonna go with usa but literally just because of those two cuts i think i'm gonna gonna go with sweden um i don't know just a, just a hunch I, I feel like i feel like going with um going with canada is just kind of boring so you know, yeah, I'll go. I'll sure. go. I mean, honestly, like it's, it's, it's not even really conceivable for a team like Czech or or Slovakia to win it. It's pretty much between Canada, U.S., Sweden, Russia, and I guess Finland um, mm-hmm. to a lesser extent. But pretty much, I think any any one of Sweden, Canada, and USA really has a shot. But uh, I'll, I'll go Sweden. Um, yeah. You know, they always have yeah. sk- skilled players and. Um, I guess is it possible? It must be possible for a Canada Sweden final, right? Like I haven't looked into the bracket much, but it must be. I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, it it all depends on I guess. Like, uh, actually, you know what? I'm I'm not even hundred percent sure, but yeah. Yeah, because they it, they have the well, sort of new. It's been a few years now. Um, like it's just straight quarterfinals, right? And like no, there's no buy for uh. For the semis or anything? Uh, yeah, I believe there's none, yeah. uh, if I remember correctly. But yeah. Right. So. Yeah, but pretty much anyone can. Almost anyone can play anyone, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it pretty much hinges on one game. Like, if you're playing, if Canada ends up playing Sweden somehow in the quarterfinals and and you lose, I mean, you, you they're gonna finish what seventh or something, but doesn't mean that they're that they're that bad uh, it's just you exactly, know, might have yeah. one bad game and and then sweden goes yep. on to win it but for sure yeah anyway it should be really interesting um i mean it's it's interesting every year and uh it kind of sucks for me I'm, I'm gonna have to miss a couple games uh, i'm working during 
when Canada plays U.S. on on uh, mm-hmm. New Year's Eve. So it's too yeah, bad. Yeah, they changed that. They've been changing that time now to be yeah. earlier. But, yeah, I know. Uh, hopefully, kind of um, like it later, but uh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully at least if they're in the final, hopefully I can watch the final. It's on a Thursday. Normally I'm free at that point, so that yeah. should be good. <laughs> um, all right, uh, you got anything else? Um. Any, any no, pressing actually. things you need to tell people about the upcoming tournament? Nothing specific. Just, uh, I mean, it's, it's a close trip to Montreal. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's a good chance for Sanders fans, and I guess both in Ottawa and Montreal, to take a trip up just to see. And, oh, exactly. Um, you can probably actually even find cheap tickets on StubHub because uh, apparently that's been possible like recently so hmm. yeah hopefully, I, hopefully it gets filled up and it's a good atmosphere so oh i'm sure it will be um yeah. i know i'm super excited when when the uh world juniors come here i think in two years in, in vancouver so i know i'll be going to, to a bunch of those games and should be mm-hmm. awesome um all right before we go Catherine, uh tell the listeners where they can find you online and what you'll be doing in the future in terms of writing, uh but... Yep, yeah, so uh, you can find me on Twitter at Misconduct, so that's MS Conduct. Uh, and I, I like to tweet a lot of videos, which I haven't been doing as much lately just because of work, but um, uh, I like to do videos on uh, prospects, not just Ottawa, all of them. Um, and uh, I write at uh, Dauber's Prospects, so I cover uh, CHL Prospects uh, and uh, Tampa Bay Lightning Prospects as well. Right. In the future, I'm just looking for uh, future opportunities, which uh, there's a couple of things in the works, but nothing yet. Official, All right. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thanks so much for coming on. I, I think people will appreciate the insight. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks All right. Take care. Me. You too. Before Bye. I go, if you if you somehow do not know yet, the Cosper Pointcast is available for download on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And if you like if you like the podcast, please tell a friend who is a Sense fan and give a nice little review on iTunes. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm there at ShaqTS, and my articles can be found on the great Silver Silver Seven Sens. Hope everyone has a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, and enjoy the time you spend with your loved ones. Adios. (laughs) 